Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, your badass breastfeeder. Today's episode is brought to you by in Idaho Jones, not Indiana Jones. No, nope. <laughs> Idaho Jones. That would be different. Idaho Jones, home of empowered pumping. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. The leave-in conditioner is light as a lightweight formula and made with nourishing emollients. But we will hear more from our sponsors later. You can go to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and, and check our sponsor page. If you ever need anything, see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And now Diane has our review of the week. I do. And it comes from our iTunes. And it says, hi, ladies, I found you when I was six months pregnant. And since I was determined to be the first person in my family to successfully breastfeed, I've been to all your episodes since that time. I ended up having a traumatic delivery that led to my son being in the NICU for a short period of time. This then led me to exclusive pumping in the beginning while he finger fed until he learned to latch. Then I had an oversupply and dealt with difficulties of him keeping up with my flow and letdown. After that, of course, I got mastitis, and as I was trying to wean down on pumping and go full to full boob, then the lymph nodes in my neck swelled from the mastitis. So it was rough go week by week, but I wanted to say thank you so much for giving me a wealth of knowledge that helped guide me through all of these challenges and keep my baby fed with breast milk. I will say that I've gotten every single myth thrown at me. He's got his days and nights mixed up. He should be sleeping through the night by now. If you pump, you can see how much milk you're making. And lately, my personal favorite, if you want him to sleep through the night or sleep train, he needs to feed for 30 minutes each time to get a full feeding. My son is never fed what? for 30 minutes at a time. I know, right? And his doc is happy with his weight gain, plenty of diapers, content baby, etc. Thank you so much for all your support and straightforward advice that helps make breastfeeding goals way less complicated. First of all, we it might be time for another myths episode pretty soon. Yeah. Y'all know those are my favorite <laughs> and I've been keeping track of some of the crazy things that I've been hearing, but this is like, Oh my gosh, like that, the, some of the stuff that she went through, I don't girl, I wouldn't have even handled it. Like I would have been like, I'm done. I, I, that's a lot. It's a lot of stuff, but you know, like, like we were saying, I think in a few episodes ago, I can't even remember which episode, like there are always bumps in the road, no matter what you do with your life, there's always something that comes up that you have to kind of navigate through. And she definitely navigated through it and made it to the other side. And it's possible, but you definitely need the education and the support for sure. And people not telling you to do strange things about feeding your baby for 30 minutes so that they can get a full, I don't know what that's about. How do you, can you control how long your baby is eating? Like you, Right. I, I don't, you, yeah. No, uh -huh. You don't have any control of that, no. over that. No, you do not. So I'm glad that she was just like, okay, whatever. Stop talking to me. You know, right. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's, you know, just the craziness. But it's hard enough when you're going through all this stuff. I mean, to have a traumatic delivery and a baby in the NICU and you're trying to figure out the breastfeeding piece and then having people like give all this crazy, weird information to you. Like, how are you supposed to get through all that, like manage it and stuff without just falling as victim. And I'd be in yeah. the fetal position. I'm sorry. I'd be like, I, I can't do it anymore. Position. Yeah. <laughs> it just is too much, too much. It is. It's like, an, it's insane. It's an, an incredible amount of weight and stuff to go through. Everybody so should be really proud of themselves for yeah. whatever so happened you, because you went through a lot. 
Absolutely. Um, so she did amazing. And thank you so much for telling us about your journey um, and for putting that on iTunes for us and for the rest of the world to see. And if you would like to send us a review, we love them. We love to have them. We love hearing about what your journey's like. And you can send it to iTunes or put it on iTunes, I should say, if you have that capability. Or else you can email us too, badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. And then we're going to talk about weaning an older baby. Yeah, because we did weaning a infant, right? Mm-hmm. Was that what the one Not we did? Not too long ago. Yeah, yeah we were like, infant. we're going to do a weaning series. And so we started with like youngest, like be- weaning a baby, like an infant. And now we're going to talk about weaning an older baby. So what does older baby mean? Yeah, because I think when we did infant, we decided that it was like, what did we decide? Like less than a year, right? Like less than a year when you're kind of making that decision, when you have to like, when you really have to take into consideration like, okay, this baby needs breast milk or formula for a year, you know, and then you're having to figure out how to manage that. Right. So So if you want your baby to have, yeah, the breast milk, then you got to be breastfeeding or pumping for a year or they need something yeah. or donor milk or donor milk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then if you don't have those options, then you do have to consider formula because they need the nutrients that are in breast milk or formula for a year. Mm-hmm. They need that. Yeah. But so, yeah, so let's talk about over a year then over a so, year, like an older baby. So this is what, so over a year, but but maybe less than like toddler age, you know, where they're yes. not quite toddler yet. So, and I've, this is kind of hard. So this is, this is when we get a lot of weaning questions. So my PSA about weaning, which is, I'm going to like put it out there. Every single episode we do that ever has anything to do with weaning. I'm going to tell you, please do not feel afraid to contact a lactation consultant about weaning. They are not going to tell you, that you have to keep breastfeeding. And I really feel like that's what people think. Like they don't, they don't want to contact a lactation consultant about weaning because they think it's like against everything that, you know, our being is. But this is something like you, you need to definitely have some guidance with for a lot of reasons. I mean, first of all, your body is like, what's going on here? There's hormonal stuff involved. And this is all your baby has ever known too. So we can't just like rip it away from them out of nowhere. And expect them to be able to be okay with that. So there's they're not going to be okay with it. it. Just they're not no. going to be okay with it. <laughs> no. But that's so okay. A if you need to wean, then you work through it. Yeah, absolutely. And usually at a year, like that's when people are like, okay, I'm ready to wean. Like you do have those people that are like, okay, I'll breastfeed for a year. And then when my baby can start having other things and we don't have that pressure of either breast milk or formula, then I want to, I want to wean. Um, and then you have people that are like, I'm going to go as long as my baby will go. So it's like you kind of have like two different, you know, schools of thought here. But that one year I find is like, I mean, it's kind of a tricky area because some babies at a year aren't like some are doing great with solid foods and some aren't. Yeah. Some, I mean, they're not really old enough for you to reason with them yet. No. And it's still like, a a lot like there's still a lot happening there so weaning a a baby that's around a year like i would say you know between like a year year and a half right like that would probably be like this time frame like an older Mm -hmm. baby yeah yeah like that second year yeah like there's yeah there's definitely some 
yeah, that like that second year. Now, I can tell you that my what my experience was like, and I know like Abby's was very different from mine, but my experience was I continued to breastfeed my kids after the first year. And then once they got to be a year, they were probably, I think they were all right around 15 or 16 months, maybe when they weaned. But mm-hmm. it was more of like, and remember, I didn't know what I was doing back then. I still don't know what I'm doing half the time in my life, but with breastfeeding, I really didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so they kind of just like stopped. Like I would try to latch them and they would just like, you know, try wiggle off my lap and go run and play. Like as soon as they could really walk well and stable on their own, they were like not interested in sitting in my lap and, and breastfeeding. And I was devastated, but I didn't know that that was probably more of a distraction thing. You know, I didn't know that babies that age don't typically wean on their own. And I probably, if I had known that and I tried to like nurse them at night or something, that probably would have extended my breastfeeding relationship a lot longer. But I didn't know that at all. I just thought that they were just kind of done. But it wasn't a battle because they were kind of like, you know, they were kind of doing their own thing. So it kind of like whatever. But um, some some babies are still nursing quite a bit at this age. Yeah. And I know yours were. I know. Yeah, mine were. And I think that that's a, you know, if you're, if you have, if you feel like you're ready to wean and you have a child who is like being very distracted, who is, um, you know, like Diane said, like just kind of moving around a lot and, um, or maybe a baby who's going through like a nursing strike mm, for teething like teething or something, or something yeah. like that's a good time. You can take advantage of that and do, what what a lot of people say, they say, um, don't offer, don't refuse. Mm-hmm. So like you're not offering. Like if you wanted to continue nursing, you would try to find the ways around that, the calming times, the nighttime, the, you know, nap times to try to keep them latched on and keep them, you know, around it. But if you want to wean, then you can take advantage of that time to just don't show them your boobs anymore. <laughs> and you know go oh okay and maybe go to the store and get some like new foods that they've never seen before um and just try to like take advantage of that distraction and that could be a painless i i had a a friend who was pregnant and she wanted to wean and she didn't offer anymore and she started giving her like um giving the the she was a you know a I think it was that that kind of second year of life kind of thing. Mm, mm-hmm. She started giving her those little like neck, those little um, what are those little oranges called? The little clementines. Oh, like little um, yeah, the little clementine yeah. things, like the yeah. little peelable. They have no seeds and all that stuff. Yeah, right, right. She just They're started yummy. like giving her a bunch. Of, you know, she would cut them up and small and stuff, but <laughs> she would just start giving those her to her a lot. You know, and she just kind of forgot about nursing, um, and just went through. You know, and and it was very smooth. Um, mm. so. You know, it that can be um it can be smooth that way if you kind of take advantage of that. Um probably more likely it's not gonna be smooth because there are a lot of babies at this age that are still nursing a lot. Mm-hmm. Like Jack nursed a lot. And I mean both of my kids nursed a lot at that time. And sometimes they were nursing like m- newborns. You know, yeah. they'll go through phases where they're just nursing a lot. And and it this has to do with so much with like, you know, you know, the different personalities of adults. I mean, babies have different personalities too. And some are just 
you know, maybe a little more easily distracted, um, maybe not relying on nursing as much, you know, for certain things at this age. Um, and so you're really going to have to take it uh, kind of case by case. Yeah. So if you have a baby that's not ready, who's just really, really nursing a lot, um, then we got to start because, because like you said, the, with the toddlers, like with, um, you know, we did that breastfeeding with boundaries and, yeah. and these, these topics cross over so much because when you're trying to create boundaries is a way to just start the weaning process. You're kind of trying to, you're trying to decrease the amount of times that your child's nursing during the day and you're trying to decrease the time of those nursing sessions. And if you want to wean, you can kind of do that all the way until all the nursing sessions are gone. Or you can work on it until if you don't want to wean and you're just trying to create some space around yourself, you can do it until you feel like you have some boundaries and some structure. Um but yeah, I mean I can go through that unless you have more th- more to say. I know you have no, more to I mean, say. No, I mean like I have a couple little things. So this is, so one thing I definitely want to put out there for sure is that this is not about like weaning from the pump. We do have an episode about weaning from the pump. It's kind of old. Maybe we should do another one on that again. But a lot, because a lot of people do contact us at a year and say, okay, I'm I'm still, I still want to nurse my baby, but I'm done pumping. Yeah, So like that's, yeah. So that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about like totally like weaning. And I remember- Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. I remember like a couple of years ago. I know we have a lot to say about this. There was a a while back, like probably a couple of years ago, we had talked about maybe a weaning thing or something. And I remember you said, and I always remember that you said this, that like, okay, babies, like the average weaning age is, you know, whatever, two to to five or something. Yeah. Two and a half to seven. So that, but you, I remember you saying like, that's an average. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean every baby's going to go to two from two to seven. You know, like right, that. Right. You're going to have babies that wean earlier, like my babies did, um, because that's just their personality or whatever. So it really just de- you know depends on what's going on with your baby. I also think that there's a lot you have to really look at what's happening, like developmentally. You have to look at what's happening. You have to look at what's happening in your in your home. Um, I mean, I've seen babies, and I just came across a situation recently where it was really difficult to wean them. And then when you kind of look at the, or they just don't, it seems like they just don't want to stop breastfeeding or they suddenly kick it into gear more and are breastfeeding more. And you have to look at what's going on around them. You know, and and sometimes in those situations, we have a mom that works a lot and that's the only connection that the baby has with her. So they are nursing more or start nursing at night again, you know, um, or it's a pandemic and now all of a sudden you're home more. We got that a lot at the pandemic that like, all of a sudden, you know, remote work became a thing and these babies that were not nursing that much all of a sudden started nursing more. So sometimes it's it's something that is going on around you too, but you have to remember that it's not about the food all the time. That's their safety and their connection. And as toddlers, there's a lot developmentally happening there and you're their safe spot. So sometimes it's like, that's why we say like, you have to be taking it away kind of systematically because if it's done just like out of nowhere, it's going to be devastating to them. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, the cold Turkey option is something that people do. Sometimes you hear about people who put band-aids on their nipples and say that the boobs are broken 
Or they try to put like um, something bad tasting on their nipples. Yeah. So then the baby won't want to. I mean, these kinds of like, like telling your baby the, the whole Band-Aid thing, like that's not going to work with a child of the age that we're talking about, a child from like one to two, um, because they don't get that. Right. You know, they might not really like a toddler might might, you know, understand what you're saying. But this like a, you know, 14, 16 month baby might not know what you're saying. They yeah. don't understand that. Um, and cold turkey, again, is just very difficult. It's really hard. There are situations where this is necessary. You know, I don't know, the parents in an accident or, yeah, you know, something, something like happens, an emergency mm-hmm. or something. And you just have to. And it's very hard. But, you know, people get through it. It's not um, ideal, but it's it not happened. ideal yeah. because again, the, you know, then your body's going to go through a lot of like sudden hormone changes and then the baby's going to be all upset all the time. And, um, so yeah, so of course, ideally you want to like work on it slowly, but consistently because you want to be consistent if you want to create new, you're kind of trying to create a new normal, right? You're trying to create, um, a new structure. So you also need to be consistent through it, um, Otherwise, they're just not going to ever get on board. So. Oh, should we take a break before we, we get should into, take like- a break and then regroup all of our thoughts that are running through our brains <laughs> 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 and start talking about how to do this? Yeah. Yep. So we'll have some tips on oh, how to do it. After one thing this. I wanted to say was I, I think with the whole pumping at a year, some people feel like if they stop pumping at a year, like they can't keep nursing. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, like I'll if I stop pumping at work, then like, can I keep nursing when I see my right. baby? Like, will like, I still have milk? Absolutely. And like, you totally can. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, you can, you can throw the pump away, which I know everyone wants to do when they're done with the pump, and just nurse when you see your baby. Yeah, and that works. Okay, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Idaho Jones, home of Empowered Pumping. Idaho Jones has made it their mission to make your pumping journey easier through their patent-pending breast pump bags and cleverly designed pumping accessories. Finding the time to sit down and pump can feel challenging, so Idaho Jones has created a range of stylish products that make pumping on the move easy. The Airedale backpack and Rylet case are perfect for carrying wearable pumps such as LV, Willow, Imani, or Mom Cozy. They're the only bags on the market specifically designed for high-tech wearable pumps. If those wearable brands aren't right for you, the Idaho Jones Pump-A-Collect collection cups slip right into your bra and turn any pump into a wearable one without the price tag. And for moms with the Spectra S1, simply pop your pump in an Idaho Jones Pump-A-Porter belt bag, clip it around your waist, and the S1 becomes portable. With free shipping and a 12-month warranty, moms are saying these products are amazing in every single way. Head to idaho-jones.com, that's idaho-jones.com, and enter code BADASS at checkout for 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products. The leave-in conditioner's lightweight formula is made with nourishing emollients and arnica for split ends, making it ideal for detangling and eliminating frizz from damaged hair. 
The Miracle Detangler is perfect for making combing hair easier for babies, toddlers, children, and anyone with long hair. The Rosemary can help prevent lice. All of Original Sprouts products are paraben and phthalate-free, vegan and cruelty-free. Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruits, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy. They are not just for babies anymore. Check out the entire line at OriginalSprout.com. That's OriginalSprout.com. And use code BADASS for 25% off of your purchase. And today's sponsors and the promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You'll also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Whoop, whoop. Okay. Every time you do the ads, I remember how I need to order stuff from Original Sprout. <laughs> Put it on your to-do list. I know, right? So, all right. So let's let's get our our act together. So, okay, yeah. So, what do we want to do? Because so, I yes. know, like, yeah, weaning piece is. It's, I think it's traumatic no matter what. And then you get people who say, I think my baby's weaning and I don't want to wean. So it's like, there's a lot happening here. There's a lot. But this is certainly yeah. for people who want to wean. So we have the babies that are like, you know, like we were talking about with the nursing strike and all that who are ready to like be distracted. And then we have babies who are nursing a lot. And so we have to be a little more creative because Mm -hmm. we can't reason with them like we talked about. Um, And uh, they're not just going to kind of willingly stop. So we are still going to try um, some of these techniques that we talked about in the, in the boundaries episode. So we are going to um, pick a nursing session throughout the day. That seems kind of like the least important one. Um, you know, it's not going to be the one right, right wake when they wake up in the morning or the one when they go to sleep at night. Um, we'll start with whatever, maybe one in the afternoon where they just kind of quickly nurse and we'll switch up the schedule and hide your boobs, (laughs) mix up your schedule and like go for a walk. Or like I said, going to the grocery store and getting interesting foods to look at and play with and taste is going to go a long way too because it's going to be new and interesting and um, they're just very easily distracted. So mm-hmm. uh, try that and and try to just kind of... Now we're talking about the purposes of weaning here, not just creating boundaries. So try to take that particular nursing session and just remove it. Do something completely different. Switch up your schedule. And um, are you going to say something? I was just about to say, like, kind of just piggybacking off that. Sometimes people will tell me that, like, oh, the baby really wants to nurse more if we're home. If we're out, they don't seem as interested. So sometimes it might be like, okay, take an extra trip to the park or, you know, something just to kind of get away from that one feeding that you're trying to eliminate. Yeah. Yeah. And rearrange your living room. Like everybody has that spot that they like to nurse, right? It's really comfy. It's the recliner. Maybe they've got all their nursing stuff next to it. Get it all. Move it. Move it to the other side of the room. Put all that stuff away. 
switch it up and don't sit there anymore. Sit somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and just get, you know, try to just shake things up. Um, don't be afraid to use things like, um, you know, sweets. I know people are nutritionists. They're going to yell at me. But like, <laughs> we're trying to do something here that's very difficult. So, you know, I like those. Um, my kids really like those um, little like Annie's. Uh, oh, yeah. My daughter loves those. She's those 19 gummies. and she loves them. Yeah, those gummies. Yeah. Yep. You can cut them up really small and like stick little pieces of them in their mouth, you know, and they'll be like, oh, my God, uh, you know. Um, seriously yeah it's okay it's okay you know just try it you could try like making you know you can try making some like fruit uh like we make popsicles in our house like we'll we'll make a smoothie and then we'll put the smoothie into uh popsicle molds and so yeah they can just like you know it's tasty it's perfectly healthy they can you know mess with it they'll love it um and if you so if you have a support system, this is going to be a great time to utilize them to the max. You know, try to have uh, as you're working through these like nursing sessions throughout the day and don't and don't be afraid to nurse. You know, if you're trying to wean, you're still going at this point, you're still going to be nursing sometimes. You know, you're still going to be your baby's still going to be um, nursing. So. um you know, just work on one session at a time, you know, work on the, on the afternoon one, make sure you get a new schedule kind of going and then move to the next one. Um, I would save nighttime for last because that's going to be the hardest. Um, Mm -hmm. and get other people involved. So like have grandma come over and take, you know, take the child to the park or have them, you know, do whatever, have everybody kind of, you know, involved again, we're, we are really trying to create a lot of distraction. Um, and when, if you're, you know, if your baby gets sick, if, um, something like that, the best thing to do, most people recommend just kind of waiting to continue, you know, just kind of keep out, keep things, keep things how they are, you know, until they feel a little better and then continue on. Um, you can, um, so you're going to be working on this. And, and so here's the thing is like, this is going to be really hard. Like your child is not going to be happy about this. They're going to sometimes be crying. Sometimes they're going to be, you know, really, really trying to nurse and like literally like trying to like put their hands down your shirt um, and if you are trying to wean, you are, and you're working on eliminating that particular, um, nursing session, um, you are going to be saying no and not giving in. And that is just, that is what stops a lot of people. That is what, yeah. this is where people, a lot of people just go, well, this isn't working because it's so difficult to do this. It's so emotional for us to just say no to our child who's trying to nurse. It's just like torture. Um, yeah. And if this is really your goal and you're, you know, you're really motivated to do this, understand that you're still there. 
you're not, this isn't cry it out or something like that. You're there. You're trying to comfort them. You're trying to, you know, um, you're still, you're still there. So, so it's okay. And you will get through this. It's, and I've had, excuse me, I've had some people that, um, you know, kind of like, like put limitations. And again, that's kind of more of like boundaries, but it does lead to the weaning process where they'd be like, oh no, we can only do that at home. Or, you know, so that when you are out, remember, we can only do that at home or, and there's some great books about this too, about like, oh yes. Yeah. There's some really great books um, about weaning that you can read to your baby, you know, that at that age, um, the older baby, you can read to them and, you know, talk to them about it. And again, they're pretty young, so they might not really understand it, but it is a good way to kind of like get into that mode. Um, but it, it can be difficult. And I think sometimes people will, you know, messages will be like, well, what do I do? And it's like, it is going to be hard. Like, yeah, they will, you will have some pushback. And it will be hard. And I don't want anybody to feel like, well, should I just not even start the breastfeeding process? Because I don't want to have to deal with this later on. No, it's absolutely worth it. And you're always going to have to do something with your kid that's going to, they're not going to like. Like, it's just, that's parenting, right? Like, you're going to have to say no in your world of parenting at some point or another. And it's not easy. But if this is what your goal is, and this is what's right for your family and your life, then it is important to kind of like, make a plan and stick to it. Yeah. I mean, the consistency is really what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. You know, that's going to be really important. And, you know, you might be, you might work on this and you might have eliminated like, you know, most of the nursing sessions during the day or something. And you might go, okay, I'm tired. Like I'm tired of pushing this. Like, you know, I feel like I'm in a place now where I can manage for a little bit longer. And, you know, that's, that's fine you know, that's, that's like boundaries, you know, and and having boundaries sometimes makes people feel like they have more control again, and then they're okay for a while longer. And if that happens, cool. You know, if not, of course, just keep, keep going. Nighttime um, weaning is going to look a little different. Um, Once you get to the nighttime sessions, there's, we have a whole episode on this, I think. But I think our whole episode is like night weaning is hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that's all we said. <laughs> there's no magic. There's no, definitely there's no magic. I mean, um, Dr. Jay Gordon has a uh, like a night weaning protocol thing um, that is, uh, you know, gentle parenting focused. Um, so it's not just like, and I think a lot of people too think like, well, I don't want to just cry it out. Okay, you're not if unless you're putting your baby in a room by themselves to cry with to cry alone. You're not. That's not what's happening. Mm -mm. Um, you know, you are just, uh, trying to, you're still there. You're still, um, you're still there. You're still comforting them. And that's, that's, that's all, that's what they need. That's going to get you through. That's not, that's minimizing the trauma of the entire situation Mm -hmm. and it's not cry it out. Right. Um, so, um, we can link the, uh, Dr. Gordon's. Oh yeah, um, Dr. protocol thing. Um, but the important uh, thing is yeah, to I replace it to with something else. Like yes. you want your baby needs needs that connection with nursing. We know that over when they're over a year, for the most part. I mean, it is different for you know different situations, but for the most part, those babies aren't looking to you for their sole source of nutrition. 
So we do know that, you know, the milk is obviously very, very beneficial to them after a year, but they are eating other things and they can eat other things and they can have other things. It's not like before their year and they really shouldn't be, you know, this is like their sole source of nutrition. But we do know that you are their sole source of comfort and security. So you do have to replace that with something else. So if you're not nursing them or you're getting away from nursing them, then snuggling them or cuddling them or sitting and playing or, you know, something that is going to distract and still connect is very important to do. Um, if you are somebody who has had always had it in your plan to wean at a year, then you probably want to start this process a little earlier, you know, and sometimes people will reach out and be like, okay, my baby's 11 months. My baby's about to turn a year. I wanted to wean at a year. What should I do now? And it's like, this is a, this is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. So if you are really hard fast of that, about that year, deadline, then this is something you probably want to start a few weeks out for sure. Start like weaning back off of some of those feedings like we were talking about earlier in the episode, you know, cutting back time and taking some of those nursing sessions away that aren't as detrimental, like the midday and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember I had a friend whose uh, child was still nursing to sleep at night and mm-hmm. she just couldn't like, she was having nursing aversion and all this, you know, she just couldn't take it anymore. And she got him to transition to sucking on her finger. Oh, my gosh. He was, like, older. You know, he was, like, not a baby, you know. Yeah. Like, he was, like, toddler age. Um, But I was, like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's nice. You know, like, they're still, like, suckling and, like, you know, she just couldn't take it on her breast anymore. Yeah. Um, And so she did that. And I was, like, oh, that's interesting. People just do, like, all kinds of, like, interesting things. I mean, babies just need some kind of comfort. I mean, just like adults do, but we right. just find it in a different form. <laughs> usually, that unhealthy. is. Usually, I, I was just about to say, yeah, usually <laughs> unhealthy. Um, but yeah, so that's you know, and people, are, oh, that's so weird, but it's really not. Like we all, you're, I mean, we all need What's something weird. Like I would think that people would think that this baby sucking on the mom's finger would oh, be weird, yeah, yeah, like yeah, at, yeah. you know, at older age. Whatever. But it's just comfort. That's all that's all they're looking for. Right. And you're the only one, I mean, like you're really literally the only one who can provide it. So and if you need to switch it up and, and do it a different way. Oh, there's also, you know, people who who like um who are nursing and want to stop pumping. But there are some people who want to stop nursing and they're like, Can I just pump and like give it to them in a cup or something? Oh yeah, you know, I've seen that too. So yeah. that you know, because nursing is just getting to, you know, getting to them and um, but they want their baby to still have breast milk and you can totally do that, too. Oh, and this is the other thing, too, because people are going to say, well, what's, you know, for not nursing, where are they going to be getting the. um, You know, what sort of nutrition are they going to be getting? So I never you do not need to switch to some toddler formula like you know, okay, we're not nursing anymore. And they have all this formula out there that's like for toddler age. That is not. You do not need that. Mm-mm. Nope. You don't need to start giving them cow's milk. You don't need to start doing anything fancy. I never, I never gave my children anything but water. I mean, breast milk. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, uh, you know, when to supplement with the, um, to supplement nursing later on as they started eating solids and stuff. 
I just gave water. Yeah. And people ask about that a lot too. I feel mm-hmm. like that's all I've said this episode. People ask about this a lot. Right. But <laughs> they really, they do. That comes up a lot. They'll be like, well, you know, if I'm weaning or if I'm not doing as much, you know, breastfeeding, what should my baby have with their meals? What should they have? Like, should I, do I have to go to cow's milk? And I usually tell people, because of course, a lot of times pediatricians say you have to do cow's milk. Yep. You don't have to do cow's milk. No. There's a lot, I have a lot of families that I know that never do cow's milk. And that is because they themselves don't drink it. Like the And I always say to the parents, like, do you drink cow's milk? Is it something you have in your house? Is it, and if they say, oh yeah, of course, you know, we drink milk, my partner and I, we drink milk. Then if that's what you want to do, then fine. But if you are somebody that like you yourself maybe is lactose intolerant or you don't drink milk or you don't have it in your house anyway, like you don't need to all of a sudden bring it in the mix because you have a baby. Yeah. You don't need to start like buying special stuff. Mm-mm. No, you don't have to. You can do like people do like ripple milk. That's a big thing now. Oat milk has been a big thing for babies. Um, if there's no allergies, you could do like, you know, almond milk or whatever, but there's other options. Or you can just do water. Like Abby said, you can just do water. I tried tried all that other milks with my kids because we don't do cow's milk. I think I even like bought some to see if they would take it and they they wouldn't take anything. Breast milk and water. That's like all they would take. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't even think I never tried putting the breast milk in a cup, but I feel like they wouldn't. I feel like they wouldn't take that either. Maybe not. Yeah, they might not have. But I mean, now I did and, cow's milk because I didn't know any better. Well, yeah. And some people drink cow's milk and that's fine. Yeah. You just don't yeah. need it. You don't need it. And now you. they don't. My kids don't drink it really anymore. Yeah. But you don't really need it after babyhood anyway, from what I understand. Contrary what? to popular belief, dairy you or milk. What? Milk. You don't need milk okay. ever. No. Yeah. You don't need cow's milk. You don't ever need it. I mean, they, is, baby cows need it. Baby <laughs> As long as your baby has, like, if they're eating well, like, they're eating, you know, things that have, because the reason why they want, it's recommended to give cow's milk is because of the calcium and the vitamin D and, you know, things that are in the cow's milk for babies that are, you know, have been... but if your baby is eating a pretty balanced diet, if they're good, you know, if they're eating well, then you don't need to worry about that stuff. Just like everything else in your life. Like if your baby is eating well, if you're, you know, I mean, if you're giving your baby McDonald's every five minutes and, you know, that might be a problem. But if they do, you know, if they're eating some yogurt, if they're doing, if you're doing smoothies with them, if you're doing, you know, veggies and things like that where they're getting their nutrients and you feel pretty confident with that, then there's, you you don't need to do cow's milk. You don't have to. Yeah. I mean, if you have a baby that's like, you know, 12 months, 18 months, whatever, and they're not eating and their main source of, nu- of nu- you know, their main source of, of nutrition, like for Jack at that time, his main source of nutrition was breast milk. Mm-hmm. And if you have a baby like that, then yeah, you might want to get with a nutritionist or something to try to figure out how you're going to, um, or that's going to be part of the, the uh, waning process is going to be trying to find some foods that they will enjoy and will eat because they can't just have nothing. Right. So I think that would be a good time to kind of get with, I I would get with, personally, I would get with a nutritionist and um, 
rather than your pediatrician, because they will, I feel like they'll just say like, oh yeah, you can give them the like toddler formula or whatever. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But like, I don't know. It seems toddler expensive. Toddler formula is the biggest, it's the biggest it's farce. It's such a scam. I know. Yeah. I know. It, you, don't, you don't need it. Like Mm-mm. you can find ways to, you know, it's just a difficult time because your baby's still learning how to eat. Um, so that's going to be part of your weaning process is trying to find, you know, the good things that they will take um, as you're as you're replacing the breastfeeding. So I guess we don't have an exact answer on that because it's going to be dependent on child to child. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just, but like just try all the things, you know, yeah. you can try all the things. I mean, we can support you as always, but sometimes there is no magic answer. Yeah, you have to try stuff. You know, it's a brand new person. So you just have to figure out who they are, what they like, what they're going to, you know, how they're going to be when they're going through this. Yeah, and just stay consistent. That's really the biggest thing, too. Yeah. Well, um, I hope we didn't confuse you more. (laughs) (laughs) Which has happened. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, But thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.